One more time, let the heavens open. Let it ever open, let a kingdom move. All our faith and hope, our great God. Let it ever open, let a kingdom move. All our faith. chapter 1, verse 3. It's about a heavenly inheritance. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten to us a living hope, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time in this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while if need be you have been grieved by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ whom having not seen you love though now you do not see him yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory receiving the end of your faith salvation of your souls wow what an inheritance what an inheritance we have God in his mercy has provided new life for us through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and this is a key It's truth and it's faith that we place in the finished, finished work of Christ. Hallelujah. Our hope and our glory. This passage also shows us that each believer possesses an inheritance that will never, ever deteriorate. The inheritance that we have as God's sons and daughters is incorruptible it's incorruptible and this inheritance includes our new bodies bodies that don't hurt or ache but eternal bodies and this inheritance includes the fullness of salvation which is freedom from not only the penalty of sin, but the power of sin and the presence of sin. And yes, trials and difficult times are often part of the walk and sometimes necessary for us. But with our faith strong in the Lord, He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. And in him, we have an eternal 
inheritance and a place in heaven everlasting hallelujah so we thank the lord jesus christ for coming and dying on the cross for us we thank him for suffering and dying and taking upon himself the weight of sin past present and future he took upon the weight of the world the transgressions the iniquities so that we could all everyone be reconciled to our creator our maker almighty god the father so let's examine our hearts this morning let's come before the living god in this place in this moment and just give him any burdens any sin any sickness just lay it at the feet of Jesus right now. Thank you, Lord. We come before you in remembrance of what you have done and what you are doing for us, Lord Jesus. We give you thanks. We take of your body this morning in remembrance of you. Thank you, Lord. have new life, that you are our living hope. We take of the cup this morning in remembrance of that life which you have poured into us for that victory that you have given us to overcome, to trample the enemy. Thank you that we are strong and victorious. God, we come to you in your in your throne room of grace and mercy and we drink the blood in remembrance of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Ooh, it's, it's a powerful thing to come before the living God confession of our faith and our sins and to take the emblems. It's a powerful thing. It's an instruction every time we meet together to do that. And so that is why we always bring communion every time we meet as an act of obedience to God. And we're so excited that God has seen your hearts and your hunger for truth. God knows that your faith has been tested. God knows that you are encountering trials in everyday life. Some of them just seem insurmountable, but God has seen your faithful obedience that you would come, that you would come and sit at his feet. And that is what he is looking for. He is looking for that humble heart, that obedient heart, that will just grab hold of what he's doing by faith. And the reward is right there now 
for the taking. We have stepped into a time of abundance, a time of the outpouring of the glory of God. It is here. It is here. It is upon us. Come on now, church. It's time to grab hold of it. Forerunners. We're forerunners. Get excited. We're forerunners with His goodness. The glory of God is here. You carry it. You who have the Lord Jesus in your heart, you carry it. And He has appointed you at such a time as this, in all of time, that He would put you here right now. For the Lord Jesus is coming back. I'm not saying it's the rapture or the second coming, but the anointing and the power of His glory is coming back. It is coming back in such a measure that we will all be completely undone, changed forever. So be ready to receive it. Hallelujah. Brother Gordy, he is one of the prophets in the house. I'd like to invite Brother Gordy to come up and share with us this morning. Come up, Gordon. At Refinery Life Church, we are an apostolic and prophetic church and we are built on Jesus being the chief cornerstone of the church and Gordon is a prophet of God and he has a message from the Lord he is going to share with us and unaware and steadfast as your prayer life being both alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving and at the same time pray for us also that God may open the door to us for the word the, the gospel to proclaim the mystery concerning Christ the Messiah an account of which I am in prison, that I may proclaim it fully and make it clear, speak boldly and unfold the mystery as in my duty. Behave yourselves wisely, live prudently and with discretion in your relationship with those of the outside world, the non-Christians. making the very most of the time and the season buying up the opportunity that your speech at all times be gracious pleasant and winsome seasoned as it were with salt so that you may never be at a loss to know how you ought to answer anyone who puts a question to you bearing in mind Paul was in prison when he, he wrote that it's pretty amazing isn't it um, now I've got a word for um, 
the church this morning. There's also parts basically for our leaders and really uh, the other part is basically for us, the church. Although we're all the church, but there are certain where you can sort of receive it, how you receive it and pray about it and um, be interested to, to hear it to hear feedback. Be, pre be prepared as I move in the house by my spirit. No hindrance will stop my presence. As leaders of this house, you know my voice as my word flows through many channels. And as I move, you will see the glory of my presence. I am showing you that I am calling you for a greater walk with him. There, there, there is, I know, room for doubt. There is no room for doubt. Step out in faith. You as leaders of this house are both unique in the Father's eyes, and you are both gifted, and God formed you for a specific time as this. The promises of the Father have arrived, so go ahead with drive and passion. He has given you supernatural ability to teach he has filled you with wisdom, love for others. Therefore, stir up your spirit with the word and fulfill his calling on your lives. The very spirit of God has taken up residence in you and he has empowered, empowered you with all the skills and everything you set your mind and hand to do. He has given you the power to express yourselves very clearly the Lord is in your hearts, and he manifests his character both in you and, and through you. He has given you a tremendous insight into the workings of all his cre creations. You will function in the gifts for the edification of the body of Christ. Remember that the unlimited one dwells within you, and with him nothing is impossible. Do not neglect the gift given to you. Do, do not re-enter back through doors that have been closed behind you. The flame inside you will grow stronger and he has called you both with a calling full of purpose and grace. Be clear-minded and pray with tremendous results. You offer hospitality to others and you are a faithful minister of Christ and full of his grace. This is like the second part, really. It wasn't meant to be, but this is how He's forming a people of power which will take the land for him. Any hearts that were hardened will be softened by his grace, like a skin being removed and a new skin regrown. He's forming an army to bring change which will stop at nothing for the Lord, causing a strong wind of change with a strong anointing which will give greater faith to many. He will confirm this move to many who are faithful to him and his word. To be, be forever aware to look for the signs which will bring about a wonderful Holy Spirit outpouring with many more of the gifts being used in the house. Those who have been 
contained before will no longer be restrained. The wall has been knocked down and the bubble used as a footing. Where the wall was, there is a river flowing. Anything that was hiding you from the promise will be replaced with glorious plans. To finish this word, humble yourselves and clothe yourselves with humility. This will take away all fears, worries, all anxieties to be left at the cross. We then become overcomers. Your life will be filled with favor and you will see the Holy Spirit flowing freely through the, through the, through the future. And some will experience refreshing moves of love and joy in him. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Gordy. And that is the word of the Lord. The, wo- the word of the Lord from the mouth of a prophet delivered. Thank you. Thank you. And this, that is how a church operates, should operate. The prophet's job is to hear and to bring. And so we've allowed for that to happen today. So thank you. And... Uh, on that note, uh, it's very exciting and timely that you would bring us a word like that about why you've, you've been chosen. There's others as well, but we have been chosen as a group, as forerunners for the coming of the gloriousness, the goodness of God. And uh, some of you were here last week when we announced that Sadhu Salvaraj will be coming here to Refinery Life Church on the 5th of February. Very excited. So we have some flyers over on the resource table and uh, we will be inviting a lot of people. This place will be full (laughs) to hear from um, Brother Sadhu, who is an end time messenger of the Lord. Exciting. Aside from that announcement, uh, if you could let me know if you're going to be here on Christmas Day, because we are doing a uh, a brunch, breakfast brunch at church. Uh, this has been sown into from uh, an anonymous donor. It's all been paid for. So praise God. So uh, look, it's going to be amazing. Um, that's right. Someone not part of the church has paid for it. So um, all of the food will be yeah, taken care of. How good is that? So the, already I think we have about 35 coming. But this is particularly lovely for people who maybe don't have family at home or are on their own. For anyone, just come. Just let me know so I can put your name down for catering purposes. And... Uh, that's all that's all the announcements i'd like to now uh invite uh pastor ramel he's going to uh, pray for the offering this morning thank you thank you pastor ramel thank you pastor amanda good morning 
before we go to the offering, just want to share during the worship. I just made aware of the presence of warrior angels surrounding us. And it was just a glimpse when I saw it. And I see in front of these warrior angels are like some are kneeling down, some are um, in a position to drink in the river. And I was reminded of Gideon when that time that he, he chose 300 warriors. And I feel in my spirit that that is what the Lord is doing in our midst today. There is sifting. There is. The Lord is really choosing people who will be forerunners, who will be remnants to the next level that the Lord is gonna do using this church. That's what I feel. And just to follow up with Pastor Amanda. He says that we'll be forerunners. And it witnessed in my heart. And I agree with that, that we are forerunners for God's purposes, especially in the prophetic ministry. Here in Gold Coast, Queensland, and Australia as a whole. I believe that. And the Lord is going to do mighty things in us. Are you excited? Because for a senior prophet, a senior who holds the office of a prophet, comes here in a very small church. Think about it. Why would God allow that? Because God wants to start something. And that's what we're excited about. God chose us to be a forerunner. Amen? Are we willing to respond? Are we willing to respond? Amen. Praise the Lord. Part of that response is that Brother Sadu is coming here in Gold Coast. We will take care of him for the next two nights. So we will pick him up in, in Brisbane Airport, bring him here. He will come together with two of his uh, assistants. So we will be housing them in in a hotel. And we want to bless them. Amen. And Pastor, Gar Pastor Gary and Pastor Amanda will just bless them, pay everything they need. Or I can do that for grace. Both of us can do that. The blessing will, you know, we just be poured on us. So, probably I would open up this invitation to the whole church to bless our upcoming event. You know, as you sow seed for this conference or for this visit of Brother Sadu, 
I believe that, you know, the favors that we have read last Sunday, the blessings of obedience will be upon us. And that will be a seed for us to move farther in the kingdom of God. Now, if you notice, there are already envelopes on your chairs. Okay? Ito an act of faith once again. Lift them up. I'm not forcing you to give, but just close your eyes, ask the Lord on top of your offering today. Ask the Lord, how much will you give to support the coming of the prophet here in Refinery Life Church? Come on, just ask the Lord. It's, it's between you and the Lord. Amen. So before we come and place our envelopes on the box, can we all stand up and declare again Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to 14? Let's read all together and declare it. One, two, three. If, if you, you will listen, listen diligently, diligently to the, to the voice, voice of the, the Lord, Lord your God, your being, being watchful to do all his commandments, commandments which, which I command you this day, day the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed to the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your beasts the increase of your cattle and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading too. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord, the Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouse and in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself, as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name and in the presence of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity through the fruit of your body, of your livestock, and of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to you, fathers, to give you. The Lord shall open to you his good treasury, the heavens to give the rain of your land in each season, and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to the many nations, but you shall not borrow. 
and the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail, and you shall be above only, and you shall not be beneath. If you heed to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and are watchful to do them, and you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right and or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, Lord, we thank you, Father, because you are our great provider. And we just surrender, Lord God, to you all our finances, all of our needs, Lord. And today we want to obey you through this giving this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. amen. He walked this guilty so the drifting souls beneath the cross he suffered for the loss to pay the priceless cost he is destined for the cross in his death, all men seem lost. But in the glory of his resurrection, we're assured of our salvation. He will take us home, destined for the throne. Heaven is our home. The glory will reveal the earthly things cannot compare. The kingdoms made by men can never change the master's plan. We are destined for the throne. Sometimes it's hard to bear The pains, the griefs, the tears But in his eyes Where Victor satisfied Just do what he desires and at the close of this age, we'll finally see his face. We will reign, we will reign with him in glory, the fulfillment of redemption story with him for eternity. Destined for the throne, heaven is our home. The glory will reveal the earthly things cannot compare. The kingdoms made by men can never change the master's plan. 
We are destined for the throne. We are destined for the throne. We are destined for the throne. Amen. We are destined for the throne, aren't we? Good morning. Good morning. Maybe a little bit of a longer service today. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm so happy that Pastor Ramel said he saw angels here. I'm still shaking. I apologize to anyone who walks behind the sound desk because there's snot and tears everywhere. We went to bed last night saying, Lord, show us the angels. We want to see them in the church. I saw one either side. They weren't on the stage, on the ground, but they were almost hitting the ceiling. They were big suckers. Each had a sword and their hand on the sword and it was drawn just slightly. Get ready, church. Get ready. The one next to me there said, do you want to see a glimpse of heaven? Get ready, church. Get ready. I'm not going to share it with you. I need to process it first. I'm not going to share it with you. But get ready. It's all I can say. Oh, I can't even see. I've got new glasses as well. I don't know if they're helping this morning. I want to share a verse with you before I get started, because we've really got to start understanding this. It's in Romans 8, 29, it says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. Do we understand that? That he might be the firstborn amongst the many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, them he also called. And whom he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. That's you, church. <coughs> You've been predestined. You've been glorified. You've been called. We need to understand that. Join me in the Lord's Prayer before we go any further. There's no children's church today either. Sorry, children. Um, Pastor Shane is a little bit ill. So he's, uh, keep him in your prayers. Join him in the Lord's Prayer. I hope this works. In this manner, Jesus said, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We've got the Chinese too, remember. Come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If we can find a way to do the Chinese actually verbally through an app or something would be great because it makes it really difficult for, for everyone online and here. Take your seats, folks. I'll try and catch up here.
Who's excited about Brother Sadu coming? Awesome. We, we sent a flyer out to, um, to Brother Sadu's assistant on, on Friday morning and said, uh, is it okay just if we use his image and a few different things? And she came back to me almost immediately. And she said, this is fantastic. Can we use it as well? We'd like to send it to our whole Australian email list. So let me encourage you, if you're coming that day, and you should, get here early, because there'll be no parking, and there'll probably be a lot of people outside. We'll actually put speakers outside if we need to. So get ready. Get ready. It's an exciting thing. As Pastor Amel said, he just doesn't turn up. We spoke about it just on Thursday night, and even our good sister Rubin said, oh, I didn't think he'd come to a small church. <laughs> We didn't think he would, but God, but God. Our text today that we're going to concentrate on is Psalm 119.62. It says, at midnight I will rise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. The text we're going to work through are Luke 17.11 through to 19. Read them with me. If you've got your Bible, open it up. If you're watching online, open it up. We shouldn't come to church without a Bible of some description. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there he met him ten men who were lepers. We know this story. Who stood afar off. We all know this story. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now I wonder who the lepers of today are. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to their priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Remember the story I told you a few months ago? That... There's a church here in our city with bouncers on the door so the homeless can't get in because they're demonized. Maybe they're the lepers in our city, perhaps. They can't even get to the priest. And then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God. How many of us actually do that? And fell down on his face sorry, on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Remember, the Samaritans were not well-liked people. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten lepers? Not ten who were cleansed? But where are the nine? And there were not any found who returned to give glory to God except that foreigner. Now some of us, like those other nine lepers sometimes, we try and do it in our own strength and we don't give him the glory for it. And he said to him, we're in verse 19 now, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. 
What made him well? His faith. What will make you well? Your faith. And we look at Psalm 101 through to 5. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Isn't that what we did this morning? We were watching a, a video of Brother Sadhu last night. And he'll be praying and he'll just start singing. And Pastor Amanda turned to me and said, hey, maybe you could sing too. <laughs> he's a prophet. He's not a worship leader. <laughs> but he does, he just, he's singing. Verse 3, now know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Are we his people? Are we the sheep of his pasture? Do we hear his voice? Could we hear it clearer, perhaps? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. How do we get into his gates? With thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. You know, what we see with prophecy and, and, and churches even saddens me a little bit. Wait a minute. Not too far, I think. Saddens me a little bit. What we see is almost like the children playing in the outer court. They're not actually entering into the temple. We've got to get closer to the Holy of Holies. Because you know there's an outer court an inner court, and then the Holy of Holies. Most of us spend our time in the outer court. I think we can do better there. Verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures all generations. Not just the generations 2,000 years ago, all generations. That includes us and our children and their children and their children's children's children. Do we understand that? We've got to come with Thanksgiving. America's just recently had their Thanksgiving holiday. We know this because we have a daughter over there, and she loves it. She gets a weekend off university. She gets to go and visit her friends, eat way too much food. And because she goes to a Christian university, even though she's not saved, she gets to hear about God. So we celebrate Thanksgiving for that reason. But it's also a biblical principle. Isn't it? Thanksgiving is a biblical principle. <laughs> I love it. The psalmist said in Psalm 119.62, At midnight I will rise and give thanks to you. When I go to bed at night, I'm thanking the Lord. If he wakes me up at midnight, I'm thanking the Lord. If he wakes me up at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, I'm asking him why, but I'm thanking him anyway. We've got to start thanking the Lord. It's been said that a thankful heart is not only the greatest virtue, but it's the parent of all other virtues. A thankful heart. It's also been said the word that worship that's most acceptable to God comes from a thankful and cheerful heart. Just like our giving, right? Does God want a miserable giver? No? No? 
He wants a cheerful giver. We should be celebrating like the widow with the two mites. Did you know that God has two dwelling places? One in heaven and the other in meek and thankful hearts. Thanks be to God for the many blessings. And let me mention a few of those today. Let's go through some. Firstly, thanks be to our country. Australia is a great and proud country, isn't it? It's a bit messed up at the moment, but it's still a great country. I've travelled the world. There's much worse places to live. Trust me. Let us as a church take our stand. As good citizens that stand up for what's right and stand against what's wrong. Why do you think the country is like it is? Because the church at some stage gave up. They stopped doing what they should do. Let us together say and pray that Australia's greatest days are still yet to come. It's been prophesied that the next great move of the Holy Spirit will happen here on the Gold Coast. It's where it's going to start. Isn't that a great time for Australia? The best days are yet to come. I'm excited about that. We have a... Over the next couple of years, this city has some of the biggest evangelists and prophets in the world visiting. Over the next two years. Why do you think that is? It's time. Some of us have been sowing the seeds and digging the wells for many years. It's time. Second thing is thanks be to God for our city. The place that he's put us to do our work. His work. Because our work is his work. <laughs> for me it is anyway. A Christian is a person who understands his city. A Christian is a person who undergirds his city. He stands for righteousness. He's upright. He believes and supports what is right. A few weeks ago at our prayer meeting on a Saturday morning, I just had this urge to pray that the Leviathan ride at SeaWorld would get shut down. It hadn't opened at that stage. I didn't pray that anyone would get hurt. I just prayed that it would get shut down. And it opened. I thought, Lord, I thought I asked that it got shut down. Do you know last weekend it got shut down? Do you know it got shut down? That the city would build a ride named after a demon. Praise the Lord. It'll open up again, but we'll just keep praying it gets shut down again. And then they'll change the name and it'll be okay. Maybe they could call it walking with the Holy Spirit because that's a bit of a roller coaster, isn't it? <laughs> the Christian believes and supports what is right. A person under God tries to win their city to Christ. Australia's in trouble, isn't it? Financial trouble. 
crime trouble, labour trouble, domestic violence, trouble with race. We have our government trying to divide our country on race at the moment. What the heck is going on there? Anyone flown anywhere lately? You get a welcome to country in your own country? There's something wrong with that. There's all kinds of trouble going on. Our cities and towns need Christ more than anything else. We don't need new hospitals. We don't need new roads. We don't need new schools. We do, but we need Christ more. We need Christ more. Let us as a church and individuals seek to point people to Christ the Saviour. Because he is our greatest need. Let us give thanks to those who have blessed our lives. Today's about giving thanks. As Christians, we're not very thankful people. I've met many of you. I've met many more out in the streets. We've got to start being thankful for what we've got. If we don't have everything we need... How can we be blessed with more if we're not thankful for what we've already got? We need to be thankful for our parents, our mothers and our fathers. Whether they were good parents or not, they brought you into the world. We need to be thankful for our children, even when they're playing up. Because they're a blessing from God, the Bible tells us. We need to be thankful for our teachers. We've been blessed with many teachers in the church. Let me tell you, this church is extremely blessed with the depth of teaching that comes through. I wouldn't like to count up the years of ministry in this church. It would be many, many years of ministry. We need to give thanks to our pastors and our religious leaders, not just here, but in the city and around the world. Chains are turned off. I wonder why it's getting hot in here. We should give thanks to our special friends and our relatives, those people that we really like and love. Let us give thanks to and for those who have encouraged us and helped us in so many ways. We all know those people, don't we, that we can give a little bit of thanks to. That's good, Pastor Grace, thank you. We all know people we can be giving thanks for. Let us give thanks to the Christian home. Many of us weren't raised in one, myself included. But the home is the primary institution, isn't it? It's a citadel of civilization. Why do you think the enemy is trying to destroy family? The enemy wants to take our children out. They want to separate children from their parents. They want to attack the institution of marriage. You know that in some places teachers have more parental rights than we do as parents over our children? That's straight from the enemy. That's not from God. The home is the chief socializing agency of society. If you've got antisocial children at home, they're going to be antisocial out and about. The home is the community in which the child is born and they learn. For generations in this country, we've relied on teachers to do the parenting for us. 
We've relied on the government to educate our, stu our children and teach them how to be young men and women. How's that worked out for us? In the home, first impressions are made and first acquaintances are formed. In the home, a child, learn, a child learns to live with people. The home is the fundamental education agency. If you're not teaching your kids, you can't expect the schools to. If you're not reading your Bible to your children, whose job is it? It's not mine. You're the parent. It's up to you. We'll walk alongside you and support you. You're the parent. The home is the fundamental education agency. Someone said the greatest university in the world is a mother or father reading to their children. One of my favourite things when my children were little, they're now 17 and 19, was every night I would read to them when they went to bed. Every night. No matter how tired I was, no matter what had been going on, I would take that time and read to them. They both now have a love of reading. And if they can read and enjoy it, they'll start to study and work things out for themselves and see that the world isn't the way it's portrayed to be. Our 19-year-old, when, when all that Antifa stuff was going on in America, she flew into LA from Australia and she saw them all there and she rang me and said, the news is saying there's something going to happen in Washington, but they're all here in LA. I don't know what's going on. She worked it out herself that they were all getting flown in to cause trouble because she has a love of reading and study. The primary religious institution of society is the home. So many people, when they're looking for a church, it's what brand of coffee do they sell? How, how cool is the children's church? Do they have cool music? It shouldn't be. It should be other people friendly and do they preach the word of God? I will teach my children the word of God. I don't rely on games in children's church. We are blessed that we have pastors that run children's church here. Many churches don't. It's essentially a babysitting service. In the home, the child first hears the name of God and offers his or her first prayer. By careful observation at home, a child learns what it is to have and serve Christ. The home is also the greatest place for evangelism. Did you know our children's church have been tithing every week? The children have been tithing every week. We counted all that money up because we're at the end of the year. We need to send it off to where it's going. Our children's church gave $401 this year from our children. At most, there's four of them. $401. That is teaching children the right way. And they will be blessing other children in Africa with that money. Praise the Lord. We can celebrate that. That's an exciting thing. We're counting it up. We ended up, because we have uh, fundraising tins for Upendo, like the one over there next to Gloria, we ended up emptying them all out. They weighed a lot, and they took quite a bit to empty into the coin thing at the bank. There were people lining up behind us. 
thought if we go early, it'll be okay, but apparently not. There was $1,130 in coins because people are willing to give into something associated with the church to help people. That's a good thing. These tins aren't in the church. They're out in the world. Next thing is let us give thanks for our church or for the church. Let us give thanks for the founder of the church who is Jesus Christ. For those that are watching online that think you don't need to go to church, Jesus founded it, so I think you should come. Let us give thanks to the message of the church. It's a message of conversion. It's a message of comfort. It's a message of challenge. That's a bit we don't like, isn't it? We'll take the comfort. We'll take the conversion, but the challenge, oh, it's a bit prickly. I don't like that. Let us give thanks for the influence of the church. We've seen what happens in society when the church has no influence. We end up where we are now. It's not that many years ago, maybe 30 or 40 years ago in Australia, on a Sunday, everyone went to church. There were churches on every corner. Now we have brothels and pubs and massage parlours. Is there not something wrong with that? The church must have influence. Let me tell you, this church does have influence. And it will have even more in the years coming. But I'm talking about the church worldwide. Especially in this country. Let's give thanks for the influence of the church. Let's be part of that. Because the world aren't reading their Bible, they're reading you as the Christian. The church lifts up the fallen. It gives strength to the weak. It gives hope to the hopeless. It gives help to the helpless. And it gives freedom to the enslaved. The church lives. The church lives. It's a living, breathing organism. No loss can come to those who invest their lives in the service to Christ and his church. You're not losing time. You're not losing finances. You're not losing anything when you serve the Lord and his church. Let us give thanks for Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Who's saved here? Oh, three, four people in the church. No, actually, yeah, everyone, good. <laughs> I was going to be worried then. I thought I hadn't been doing my job. We're all saved, right? So let's give thanks to Christ for that because he's our Lord and Saviour. It's nothing you did. It's nothing I did. It's him. Christ offers forgiveness. Praise the Lord for that. I ask for it daily. He offers redemption. Who used to live a not-so-Christian life? Come on, a few more you can put your hands up. I know what you've been doing. He offers redemption. He offers an eternal home. Who's waiting to go to heaven? Who wants it now? Wouldn't that be better? I saw a glimpse of, glimpse of it this morning. You can have it now. You can have it now. I'm still shaking from it. 
I've got a whole other message I want to be preaching, but it, it's, it's got to come. Christ offers power for daily living. Do we understand that? He offers power for daily living. There's some days when we don't feel like getting out of bed, right? There's some days we think, Lord, get someone else to do it. And he gives us the power. Let me tell you, Gloria, who's in hospital, she'll be giving those doctors and nurses a hard time. Praise the Lord for that. And she'll be preaching the word to them. I can assure you that she'll be preaching the word to them. Simon spent a few days in hospital a few months ago. There's no doubt they knew he was a Christian when he left. They probably couldn't wait to get him out of the place. Praise the Lord. If we're going to be a prickle in society's backside, make it a big one. Make it a big one. Make it worthwhile. They think you're crazy anyway, right? So show them that you're crazy for Christ. Let us give thanks to God. We are truly a blessed people. Does anyone think they're not blessed? Everyone's blessed. Awesome. Remember the other week we're pouring out the new wine? That's how the blessings get poured out as well. So when you're filled up and you're overflowing, pour it out to someone else. Watch the blessings flow. Let us express our gratitude. Let's start giving thanks. Our American friends and our Canadian friends do it once a year. But it's a biblical principle we should be doing every day. We should be giving thanks. Let us give thanks to God. Let us give thanks to him. I'm going to finish up there. I think I've done pretty well to go 10 minutes over. I'm going to finish there. But let, let's give thanks. Let's just... While Graham plays, are we having another song or why not? Yep. So while Graham's playing, let's just stand to our feet and start giving him thanks. I don't need to lead you to do that. You can just do it. Give him the glory. Give him the thanks of what he's done for your life. So those of you that are watching online, be blessed. We love you. We care for you. We'd love to see you at church if you're on the Gold Coast. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all you've done for us. We thank you for what you are doing through us and to us. We thank you, Lord, for the provision. I'm going to have to do that, Amanda. <laughs>